Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Yeah, and we'll do the whole podcast like this. Or actually, we probably need to sign it. Because <laughs> this is to too video loud. on my computer for that. This is way too loud. <laughs> I hear something rampaging through the house. Just a minute. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yes, A Quiet Place, directed by John Krasinski in, uh, was it 2017? 2018. Oh, it was this year. It just came out this spring, I think, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. I did go and see it at the theater when it came out because I heard so many good things about it, and uh, I was blown away by it. I thought it was terrific. And then uh, when it came out on DVD, picked it for here because it is October, and this is a monster movie. <laughs> it is definitely a solid monster movie. Heck yeah. So what this movie is, um, there's a description on uh, IMDb that's perfect. <laughs> and it's the one okay. it's a one sentence elevator. You know, in a post apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra sensitive hearing. Here, how's that? That's pretty much it. <laughs> you bet. And it is, it is a monster movie. Definitely a monster movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, that one sentence misses quite a bit. Um, but uh, so I'm not sure. Well, there's not really a lot to spoil, though, is there? Um, well, yeah, there is. Okay. I mean, okay. think at the very beginning. Well, and I would say um, for me... I realized that there's a strong directing or editing or whatever style in this movie from the very first shot, which (laughs) says several things. And you basically see a um, traffic light over on its side. You just see the three lights and it's all dusty and it's lying on its side in the dirt of the street. And it's (laughs) clear it's been there for a while. And you just go, oh, a post-apocalyptic world. And second, there's no sign, no law and order now. Hmm. That's what that says. Yeah. Good point. You're on your own. You're on your there's own. There's no one watching out. No authorities are watching out for you. You're yeah, done. Right. And then it shows us the family in a drugstore and they're, you know, tiptoeing through and, you know, very, very carefully moving pill bottles. So there's not even a shake of the pills to get what they need. They're using sign language with each other. And Mm. it also kind of sets up the style that they use, which is very simple. Because it's a simple story in a lot of ways. Very basic. Yeah. I felt like that too. It was like a back to basics kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like watching Alien. Yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a simply told horror story. And they do a lot with the family in it. But the thing is is that they use this really simple style of making you yourself ratchet up the terror. So it's that Hitchcock thing that you talked about a long time ago where he said the the suspense comes not in knowing in in seeing a bomb explode under a table at dinner. Hmm. It's that you know the bomb is there and nobody else does and you're watching it count down so you're worried about the bomb. Hmm. 
that's you yourself are ratcheting up the tension from knowing that and through that simple thing. And for me, the very first thing you're watching this family and there's a little kid who's running around the store and yes, he's got either bare or stockinged feet, but I'm like, you know, the sound is important because the way everybody's using sign language and tiptoeing around. And I'm like, why are they letting this little kid run around the store? Is he going to run into something and knock it over? Hmm. Is he going to, you know, slip and shout? Is he, I was worried about that little kid being not under control. And as Me I, too. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and, the, and in this movie, as it goes, they never show you something that doesn't pay off. Mm. You know, you see um, several things and, and it can be as simple as that little kid or later when you see that the woman in the family, the mother is pregnant. You yourself are kind of your mind is ratcheting off going, oh, my gosh, I now know what that means because you can't have any noise. Yeah. Yeah. And the other things then are, are things that are more specific, like um, a nail. You see a nail and you're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm just waiting for this to happen now. And so the whole time, and then every time you see them just living their lives, you're thinking about how much noise something could make. Yeah. Yeah. And so I admired that. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. And then, you know, mm -hmm. the, the ability to do all that in the quiet, you know, um, I, I was impressed with that, but, but you're right. I, I think you've, you've touched on it is um, I found this movie very tense from, from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but also very interesting in that they could move around the world if they did it in a certain way and they, they, the ability to get comfortable, well, I mean, they're never totally comfortable, but to, mm -hmm. to live a, a life and you could walk around outside and everything with these things around, um, yeah. that was really interesting. Um, that's a good point I it's almost you know we've that. seen a lot of that um as a society i guess so anybody who watches um movies and tv um through you know the the big zombie i mean there was a whole bunch of zombie stuff right and it's right. it's kind of that you know finding a safe space in a world that's full of zombies um it's kind of kind of similar but i love mm -hmm. that you brought up alien because uh, it reminded me a little bit about alien it reminded me a little bit about um uh, Jurassic Park, uh, the first one, there was a scene that reminded me of that. Um, oh, yeah, so he, I, I don't know that he... They don't move. When they, yeah, they don't move. That's one thing. But the other thing is uh, in the pickup truck, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is, you know, the T-Rex the tossed around that SUV. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and then, uh, what, Predator? The first Predator movie before oh, yeah. it kind of got ridiculous. Much, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's just something out there in the woods that can just come out of nowhere. And uh, um, and then with all of this stuff, there was a, a, a special depth to me when I saw it for the first time that, you know, kept it with me um, that I thought that I saw in it. And upon watching the second time, you know, it's still there. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and at the same time, it's interesting because since we're just looking at it through this family's life, it is intensely about family. Mm -hmm. 
So it's a monster movie, but it's also about family. And I would say to anybody who hasn't watched it since the summary is so simple that it's, it's actually quite good if you don't like horror movies much because it's not really gory. You know, there are jumps and shocks like you get, but most of it is because there is so little sound and almost no talking. It is also, and there's no soundtrack almost. Mm. This is when I realized, oh my gosh, I would kill for a soundtrack right now because partway <laughs> into it where they're showing their lives and blah, 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 and they're about halfway into the movie and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like, I'm sorry, for me, that was slow. And I was like, I feel like I'm watching that movie, um, what was that three-hour movie about the Trappist Monastery or whatever where they're all, or the Carthusians where they're all completely silent and it oh, follows them yeah. around. Yeah. Maybe it was called Silence. Yeah, no, I but don't whatever. think it was called. I don't think it was called Silence. Yes, uh, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. people kept going. You should watch this. It's amazing. By the time you get through it, you're just in the zone. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't go three hours to get into the zone. Sorry. <laughs> and this made me think. Oh, my goodness, can we move on? Can I have uh, a monster jump on someone? Anything? A little music? Help me out here. Yeah. Because you're really just left, in some cases, just watching them live. And right. I meant, wow, I didn't think I was a, you've got to do something junkie, but here I am. Yeah, and so, that way, you know, um, the, your description there, uh, what leaps to mind is M. Night Shyamalan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how he's... Um, I think one of the times that I was looking him up for a podcast that we did, uh, he talked about he liked to make the movie without the soundtrack. And then, um, you know, because he wanted it to work without music. And then uh, put the soundtrack in after and uh, minimally. Mm -hmm. You know, a minimalist soundtrack. So like Signs, for example. But I can see some influences there too, now that I think about it. I did think of him mostly mm-hmm. in terms of how much I liked his movies. Yeah. <laughs> because they had some sound. Uh-huh. Um, and they're also much more, they're more complicated than this. And I do prefer a more complicated movie. And so I liked the movie. I didn't love the movie. I could appreciate it as a solid monster movie and a lot of the things in it. And maybe after we talk about it or if I saw it again, I would love it more. That happens to me a lot. But I kind of was left going, uh, oh, there wasn't enough there there for me to love it, hmm. you know, but, okay. um, but anyway, um, so that's a long way to go to say, definitely watch it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I agree. It's not, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a good movie. Before we In get my into, opinion. dig into it. <laughs> yeah. So let's do some digging. Okay. Um, but yeah, so if you yeah want spoiler free, then, then, uh, go right ahead. Yep. Um, so I, I think that the iconic scene that made me start to really look at it differently was the scene in which um, they're making dinner and <laughs> passing around their plates that are made of, you know, cloth leaves. <laughs> and leaves, right? Um, you know, no silverware, nothing that will clank or anything like that. But then despite the situation that they're in, mm-hmm. they join hands and pray. Mm-hmm. All silently to themselves, and there were there's a lot of tension going on there, um, you know, amongst the characters because of some things that you know uh, at that time. But it it was refreshing to to me to see 
something you know they were in dire straits right this you know if, if anybody had a reason to say well you know god doesn't exist um it was these folks but yet they were clearly you know believers and i i thought i found that really refreshing yeah, and then after I that, at, I started to look at it a little bit different, but go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at that scene, and to me, I didn't think about it that if you're in these dire straits, you say there's no God. I feel like when you're in those dire straits is when you do say there's a God. But yeah, you I also think. looked at it mm-hmm. as um, a very sincere form of family normalcy or mm-hmm. normalcy, whatever the word really is. But yeah. because, it, except that instead of just holding hands and going, you know, as we would as Catholics, bless us, O Lord, and these I gifts. Mm-hmm. Because it has to be silent prayer, everybody was kind of sunk into how deep or not do you want to get it. And so when they kind of let hands go, the mother kind of looks up almost a bit startled. Yeah. Like uh, she was into it deeper, I felt like. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. So because it's prayer, but it's more sincere than the average prayer because yeah. you're into yeah. it a little more now you know if i look at it from john krasinski's character's point of view and, and this is what struck me about that scene specifically mm-hmm. is they were all unique right um they, they were one right but still distinct so mm-hmm. the, the father was praying right his mm-hmm. daughter they focused in on on his hands uh, holding his daughter's hand his father his daughter who felt that her dad didn't love her anymore, mm-hmm. mostly because of guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's reluctant, right? And she's not praying, right? Right. And then her, the mom who's got uh, in either of her hands or her two kids, she's mm-hmm. like rubbing the hands with her thumbs. Right. You know, so she's like, this is comforting for her. You know, this is like, you're exactly right. This is like normalcy. Right. Yeah. And then the uh, the boy is scared to death all the time. He is scared, right? Yeah. So I just uh, it just struck me. I just thought it was beautiful. Hmm. I didn't notice yeah. the hands, but you know, I was seeing it just once and mm-hmm. thinking about everything else. Yeah. So he was able to, you know, and to do these character moments like that without any words. Although, you know, he was using, they were using words when they were talking to each other in sign and things like that. But he would do things, you know, uh, like that with, uh, uh, without words that I thought was really great. I liked um, yeah, I, an, another moment. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say I was struck by I once again realizing how much body language has to do with our communication. Mm, yeah. It's not just words. It's right. where it's the look on your face. It's your attitude. If you lean forward angrily, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the moments when he and his teenage daughter were fighting. Agreed. That's because where I was going to go it's next. Like, yeah. yeah, again, we have a normal family. It doesn't matter what they're fighting about. They're fighting about something deep uh, as it turns out. Yeah. But on the surface, it's not deep. And it's the normal tension that you have with a kid that age and a father trying to deal with right. the situation. You know? And and I felt that. I felt that strong, mm-hmm. you know. So he, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, so his daughter is deaf and they're trying to be quiet and he's scared to death for his daughter, which I think she misinterprets. Right. Um, but he's scared to death for her because he's like, if you can't hear, how can you be quiet? You know, right. so he's, he's spending all this time trying to put together uh, what she needs in a hearing aid that obviously they can't get anymore because society's gone. 
you know, uh, so he's trying to build it. He's got all the books and everything. He's trying to build it. And every one that he gives her doesn't work. And right. it just kills her, you know. And uh, um, But that scene where he's trying to ha- have her try his n- latest effort, um, that that was heartbreaking. But um, I thought they yeah, did a fantastic like job. I thought he felt like she was imperfect. Right, right. And he was worried for her safety, but no one's actually saying what they think. Right. So they're all misunderstanding each other, which is even more possible, I think, with the kind of very simple sign language they're doing. I mean, Mm. I know that American Sign Language can be very complex and people can have very deep conversations with it. But in this family, we're just shown very simple conversations, which would make sense because all the family, except for her, had to learn it afterwards. Mm. You know, yep. after the emergency, whatever it was. Right, right. I assume aliens mm-hmm. or from the center of the earth. I'm not <laughs> sure which. I think they were aliens. I can't. I, yeah, because they arrived. Um, I, I think it was saying something like that in one of the newspapers. We were I assume tra- they were aliens. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to look at the headlines. I was going, yeah, nothing like that. Um is around so and they just showed up yeah with their so. big old ears mm-hmm. yeah. so you were going to say something yeah well no that's where i was going to go was that oh. and then oh, the sorry. the next place i was going to go was um there was a scene where they're in the basement him and his wife that really uh touched me and again it was a little bit of normalcy so they're mm-hmm. um but he's He's working on another earpiece for his daughter, mm-hmm. and she comes down and she's got her iPod on. Oh yeah! And um, they talk to each other, you know, briefly, and that's when you know the the pregnancy really hit me. You know, the the first you know when you see that she's pregnant originally, it is like oh no, you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> But but so at this many time, problems. yeah. So then, uh, but the, at the, in this scene, um, you know, she, she you, know, you take one of the earphones, and it's just like a scene in the office um, where he gives a he gives um, him one of the earphones, and uh, they dance a little bit, mm-hmm. and but and then he touches her stomach and everything. Mm-hmm. He touches the baby, so it's just. That that really, it was like, you know, how, how could you not have the thought that, boy, we really can't have this baby. Right. And yet it was never addressed. And I love that, that they never addressed it. It was like, as far as we know, as people watching it, you know, these thoughts about maybe they shouldn't have this baby are ours. Mm-hmm. They're moving forward with their life saying this is going to work out somehow. We're going to prepare uh, as best we can. We're going to make a room that's soundproof. We're going to make a crib that's soundproof, and this is going to work. The little oxygen mask or whatever yeah, it is to yeah. muffle the baby's crying. It was very ingenious because that's – you're right. It's And that's one of those very simple moments that you just see her pregnant, and you suddenly – they don't even say anything they don't even show us the preparations at that point and i'm thinking oh my gosh how do you have a baby without making noise yeah how do you have a baby where the baby's not making noise that's the natural thing is you (laughs) the baby cries that's how you know it's okay yeah it was awesome and the very first thing we saw about that preparation was uh emily blunt hanging a uh 
what do you call it, a mobile, you know, that you hang over yes. the crib and it's all made out of stuffed animals. Yeah. You know, so there's Very no soft sound. Things. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, so they are thinking about this. They're figuring mm-hmm. it out, you know. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It's like, you know, there's always a way. Um, it, you know. Yeah, that was a nice moment when they were dancing together because it was a brief moment, but the way they were just using sign language and body language right before mm. that, and then that moment. And then I like how she told him. I like how she told him she felt fat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "No, you're beautiful," like every good <laughs> husband says. Yep. yep. And the thing, though, is that we don't get them as a couple any other way. And in other movies, there'd be little things they could say to each other in passing. But, you know, everything has to be very intentional. Someone has to be looking at you. You have to deliberately say it. You can't just toss it off. Yeah. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. And also, as you say, you know, he's, he, she's not fat. He loves her. And also, he welcomes the baby. That's the sign yeah. of their love. Right. Also. Right. And their family. And that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Um one of the scenes that I really liked, as bad as it was, because I was like, oh, they really did it. Okay. They did the Joss Whedon thing where at the beginning, the little kid who's snuck the batteries out after the teenage daughter has said, go ahead and take that rocket ship toy. Hmm. And he snuck the batteries. Yeah. And um, then he makes the noise. The father turns around and he's pounding toward him. And we see the monster just zoom and take the little kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that to me was like the stoplight scene at the beginning where I was like, okay, we see the difference making any sound makes. We see what this monster can do. And we see that this is serious. You can't save everyone. Hmm. We don't know what's going to happen in this movie. Maybe nobody will live. Hmm. I mean, that was a really important scene. And it was, it was wonderfully handled because – it was so quick, you didn't have time to be horrified over it. Even as you were horrified over it, they didn't dwell on it. Yeah. And it told us so much. And it also set up all the emotional resonance between the daughter and the father and why the little boy was so scared. I mean, he was scared anyway, the other little boy. Right, right. But he was terrified he'd seen this right in front of his eyes. Mm. Plus whatever else, you know, during the big big reveal of all the headlines that we see that are all over the wall. Right. You know, yeah. While society's going down, we don't see that. That's very economically communicated by newspapers. Yeah. So it was well thought out. Yeah. Well it was well thought out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you're right. Yeah. When I think about that, yeah, you're right. That, that was all set up and I, I didn't really think about that, but, but the, the thought of losing that kid at that time, what it did for the rest of the movie, um, you're right. Yeah, to to make you feel like okay, any anybody, everybody's at risk now. Um, whereas if he had saved that kid at that time, as far as the story goes, um, we would have had hope. You know, that everybody, everybody's going to be fine. You know, so yeah, and it doesn't matter how heroic he is; he can't save everyone. Yeah. yeah. So now we see the father's problem. Too. I mean, you know, because any father wants to protect his family like that. Yeah, no doubt. And he can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also loved, and, and I know this is this is a me thing probably, but I loved all the things that they had done to set themselves up. 
you know, like the lights that are outside mm -hmm. and, and oh, how yeah, somebody yeah. thought of, you know, I'm, you assume that it's the dad, but it doesn't have to be. It could have been anybody. Hey, let's, let's make some red lights. So if there's trouble, you just turn on the red lights. Good idea, <laughs> you know, really good idea. Fun. And then he's uh, got electricity going. He's got batteries. He's got, um, he's trying to contact people. Um, he has through his the video radio. set up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's building electronics, trying to get his daughter's hearing working. Um, all this stuff is happening and um, how they set up their house, how they set up the room for the baby to be in, all that. And then um, you go outside and he gets on top of that grain silo mm -hmm. and builds a fire, right? So it's right. like he's got all this stuff that he's done. And then... It's Lord uh, of the Rings watchtower time. Right. You go right back to the to the old, uh, you know, primitive stuff and he built a fire and mm -hmm. you can see the other people in the distance that, you know, respond yeah. to him that way. Yeah. And the rockets that yeah. are, um, that was good thinking out too. There is a diversion just in case. Yeah. Making a bigger well, sound somewhere so, else. But isn't that the stuff that we love about any story like that? Sure. Yeah. How you prepare for the emergency, how do you try to think of everything, those mm -hmm. apocalyptic stories, that's part of the fun of... It's almost like a, a heist, right? You plan and, it out. You know, the same kind of appeal of a heist movie. Where yeah. Where the, the heist movie, you know, they've figured out how to get into the room that no one can get in, you know, so he's figuring out how to live where you really can't see that they could. Yeah, I did feel like, as <laughs> I did feel like I'm like... You know, seriously, I would have taken my family to live by that river somehow. Oh. I get you have this house, yeah. but no one. What it did for me was I was fascinated more. Th those things were all great. I liked mm -hmm. them. But the things that I found really fascinating were the things like the kind of meal they were cooking. Mm -hmm. You can't cook anything where you, you, you know, no stir fries, the spoon against the pan. Oh, wow, yeah. Yep. And all this kind of thing, the chopping, you have to be, you can't do chop, 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 chop. You have to just very gently slice and be very quiet about it. So you've got your, I assume, steamed vegetables. It was the steamed crabs or fish or whatever it was. And I, Rose and I were watching it together. And we, so we both were the ones who alternate cooking. Hmm. And so we're both thinking, oh, yes. And how do you harvest it? And how do you grow it? And how do you do all these things quietly without any machinery? And you serve it on lettuce leaves because that's quiet. Mm -hmm. And washing up has to be very minimal. And how do you, you know, it changes your whole routine. How are you washing clothes? She's washing them by hand. And so I was looking at all the woman's household stuff, I guess. Yeah. Thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And um, that, and that, that is the thing where, you know, I was really interested in it in the beginning. And then, of course, later I was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm done now. And that <laughs> was, I guess, my problem because it wasn't yeah. a long movie. It was no, 90 it was, minutes. Yeah, it was only 90 minutes long. So It was yeah. a very tight movie. I was but never, I was never I was done like, with it. <laughs> I got it. I yeah. mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is right. anyone else going to get attacked or what's <clears throat> happening? Right. Are we meeting other people? Um, mm. But I had myself, the minute I heard the premise of the movie, I was like, is there a Hoover Dam nearby? Is there a waterfall nearby? Can we put up white noise machines? You know. Mm. So when he takes the kid by the river and says, okay, as long as something's louder than we are. And I'm like, uh-huh. Why aren't you living there? Yeah. Why don't you have a camp behind the waterfall or something for sleeping? Or why don't you, I don't know. 
I realized that they had this really nice place to live and it was all set up and they, and, and I'm like, in that case, why aren't we studying soundproofing? Why have we not soundproofed the house mm. or part of the house? Yeah. Um, because people cannot live without making noise. It, it really had the effect of making me notice for a day or so, every noise I made mm. and just thought, I love the premise of the movie, but realistically speaking, 463 days or whatever it is, it's impossible for four people to live without making the kinds of noises that seemed to attract this monster, which were everything. So for me, I was just going, eh, I'm going to just let this go. It's going to be an exception. I move on. Um, But and also then then there was since I'm bringing up my my things because the the problem is. You do have to just buy in and not let it bother you. But because it's such a simple story and they're not giving you anything else, you have to um, – there is room for questions mm-hmm. that aren't answered. Like there should have been a headline saying, military stumped, military strike. Because I'm like, the solution to it was genius. And I loved the fact that somebody whose death had the solution for defeating something that can hear everything. That was a brilliant piece of book ending. But I kept going, there was time enough to print all these newspapers with all these headlines. You mean to tell me the military's not buried somewhere under a mountain and they're, they haven't figured this out yet after over a year? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe that's the yeah, only we because just don't, We don't accident. see that, yeah. We don't see yeah, that. But, and we are not told that any of that, but those are the questions that come up where I'm like, eh. so um, this is just me. Yeah. Yeah. My I'm mind didn't go on. there. You know? Yeah. No, I, was, I know. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I very first read the description of the movie, I'm like, so live by a, water, a big waterfall. How hard mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. Um, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But since they didn't do that, that's okay. <laughs> they just didn't think of it. We, they thought of but everything. Since else. they didn't do that, she had to have the baby in the tub. <laughs> the worst part about that was I was looking at it going, oh, crud. She's not trying to have the baby. She's trying to keep the baby in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had four kids. Uh-huh. Or you're my fourth kid or whatever. Oh, no, it's coming fast. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, oh, it's right there. She's going to have the baby. Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. So, so that, was that was pretty a terrible tense. problem. That was tense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. It's just like, wow. Yeah. And super effective, I thought, is, uh, you know, and how it was shot and everything. You know, for mm-hmm. him to come over the hill and see, you know, all the red lights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sprint into action. Um, I loved when he told his son to go set off the rockets. And his son was yeah. horrified. But did it anyway. I thought that was yeah. awesome. And then uh, and for him to go up, up the stairs, you know, with his gun and see the, you know, empty tub with blood in mm-hmm. it and make the conclusion that he made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really well done. And then it was another nice reversal that the way he finds out she is alive is usually the way that would be the horrific ending of something. It's the bloody hand coming up (laughs) against the glass. Usually that would be the awful thing. And in this, it's, oh, it's good news. Hmm. Alive. And there she is. Yeah, there she was. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point to, to take that and spin it around. 
Well, it's like, yeah, yeah the reversing of the deaf girl is the one who has the key to yeah. Yeah. the monster, you know, killing the monster. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I also really liked the thread that you kind of touched on of the the son who's younger than the sister and he is terrified. Mm. And he's they show him at the river and the father starts talking. He's like, No, don't talk and the father explains it to him. Mm. So the father's taking him along, explaining things, and he's telling the father, Well then you need to tell, you know, my sister that you forgive her because she doesn't know this. So, he does know things that the father doesn't know, but what he's got to learn is to trust the father, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, when he goes off, the father says, you just have to go do this. You have to do it for mom, and, you know, it's going to be okay. And he shows that he has learned to trust him. And then when they're up on the grain silo, he and the sister, and he keeps saying, he's coming. He will come for us. He will come. Mm -hmm. He's learned. Yeah. Yeah. It's shown us his little path of I'm scared, but I trust that he's going to do what he says he'll do. Yeah. So he has his own little arc also. That's true. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And she does as well. You know, the, mm-hmm. the teenager. Um, Hers is bit the biggest. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. That, that scene, you know, with them in the pickup truck and, you know, what he says, I love you. I've always loved you. You know, with sign, you know, that that was powerful. I thought it was powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, again, you know, earlier in the movie, we saw someone scream to bring those things to him out of grief, really. Oh, he was like, I'm yeah. done living, and this is what I have to do now. And uh, unfortunately, he was, or uh, him and his son were there. Well, he was clearly mostly crazy, that poor yeah. guy. His yeah. wife is dead. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, shh, the father, John yeah. Krasinski. And he's just out of his mind crazy with grief. So it's suicide by monster at that point. And he doesn't care that those two other people are there and can be killed. Right. So, yeah. but it also is that confirmation. There are people living pretty nearby that they don't even know about because everybody's having to be so quiet. Yeah. And you would think after a year, somebody would find a way to communicate more directly, but maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it wasn't part of the story, but you'd think that they, they would meet every now and then. You know, somebody, right. you know, somebody would have thought, hey, let's, uh, let's walk around and see who we can find and right. see if we can come up with some ideas. To, uh, We're to all do in that. the town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look! Somebody did. This was different than the last time we were in town. There must be someone else. And mm-hmm. but of course, the family's focus was on keeping the family safe. And to me, um, the the thing about the movie, of course, is the focus on the family, which is John Krasinski said that's what made him interested in the initial script yeah. idea, which he finished out himself. That's what made his wife interested. Yeah, Emily Blunt, and. I just heard, maybe was it last week or the week before? I can't remember. Maybe it was just last week, Bishop Barron's homily. Mm-hmm. And he basically was saying a father's life is about his wife and his children. A mother's, a wife's life, a mother's life is about her husband and her children. And then mm-hmm. in this movie, and he's talking about Genesis, you know, bone mm-hmm. of my bone, flesh yep. of my flesh. Right. And yeah. What are we as a family? And, but, 
then Evelyn says, who are we if we can't protect them? Meaning the children. Yeah. As parents, that's, you give your all for that. And so between showing the tender moments between the couple and the fact that, you know, the baby is welcome and the love for the kids and trying to protect them and teach them Mm -hmm. and the misunderstandings that are still overcome despite all these problems it is really about what does it mean to be a family yeah and a couple and to love each other yeah Yeah. and to go down those other roads would have taken away from that right well that's the thing and i i did hear there's a sequel they're talking about oh really so maybe like aliens versus alien (laughs) you know it'll kind of flesh it out in a different way i don't know know. that's interesting yeah maybe yeah that that would that would be an interesting movie completely different movie but uh Mm -hmm. but yeah now now where's the military and what are they doing yeah or just other people experiencing this um what are you exploring with that you know yeah yeah Hmm. yeah we'll see yeah is krasinski involved with it huh is krasinski involved with the next one I, I just wonder. saw a line or two on the Wikipedia page, and it wasn't oh. really talking about it. Okay. It was saying it's planned for maybe 2020. Yeah. They're talking about it. I don't know if they've got anything in pre-production or not. Yeah, at this I don't point. know. <laughs> I think this is just yeah. one of those things you can just leave alone. Right. We'll It'll see. We'll see what they do. And, of course, right. I'll watch it. But it's just right. like, oh, this is, this is good as is. Yeah. Yeah. I did love, of course – the big emphasis in relationship is Reagan, the daughter, I believe her mm-hmm. name is Reagan and her guilt over her little brother. Right. And her redemption, you know, the brother has stepped in. She doesn't know this and spoken to the father. The father has kind of absorbed this in as much as he can in this action filled moments that followed all that. Mm. But it's, you know, she takes away, she thinks she killed her brother, but the lesson of her letting the little brother have the toy, the way she would have let him have it was perfectly safe. It's what the brother, the little brother did later, picking up the batteries and everything, because he's too little to really grasp everything. Because yeah. that's 83 days, I think, so that's maybe a month and a half after everything's happened. Mm-hmm. And the lesson is really... Being kind in the moment isn't always the right thing to do. Long-term kindness is tougher. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can be kind, some, and in our life we can be kind in the moment. But sometimes you have to think of the bigger picture, and it seems cruel. You're saddened by it. But the big lesson is is more important and is kinder, mm. you know? Yeah. Yep. It is. It is tough, and and we we hear that you know we have to do that as parents, and we hear that <laughs> as God's children as well, you know. Uh, that's both. yeah, and that's what mm-hmm. it made me think of was you know we make mistakes because we we expect or give that short term kindness sometimes mm. when we shouldn't. Yeah. When we don't, when we really shouldn't get it, mm-hmm. and then we spend the rest of the time trying to figure out how to dig our way out of it. Yeah. Yeah. When you know the results are sure seen yep absolutely and of course there's the father's redemptive moment of giving himself up for his kids which any father any parent really should do 
I mean, you'd like to you'd like to think we'd all do it in that moment. Who who will you give your life for? As Jesus said, he goes, Yeah, you give your life up for somebody you already love. It's when you give your life up for somebody you don't know that mm-hmm. um is really big. And he's like, but even Jesus said, you know, giving your life for someone else, no matter who, mm. is the ultimate act of love. Yeah. Yeah. And the father's making very explicit that. And I think it was really kind of the monster to stop for a minute and let him have that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to crouch on the back of the truck. I'm probably listening for where the hammer fell, getting even though lower, I could spot a toothpick lower, falling, getting you know, lower. a mile. Yeah. It's like, what do I hear? What do I hear? Somewhere. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say it was doing. Yeah. But I have to say later, I was going, how did they get all that time? Oh, the monster's just sitting on top of the truck. <laughs> Listening, I suppose. Listening. He's like, something's back there. <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I like that. Well, too. and I liked the fact that, you know, the fa- what the father signs to the daughter through the window is, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then, I have always loved you. And the original line was, I love you. And it was the actress playing the daughter who said, I think you should always say, I have always loved you. Because her problem is, she doesn't think he's always loved her. Mm. She thought he blamed her for the death of that little brother the way she blamed herself. Yeah, yeah. And when she told him that, John Krasinski kind of got tears in his eyes. Because it made it a bigger, more important moment. And it was already a hugely important moment, but it gave it a depth, just one yeah. extra line. Right. So, I liked it. Yeah, how cool. Mm-hmm. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like that their their last name was Abbott? <laughs> I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. No, I saw that, and I thought, well, uh, I guess that, you know, you don't pick those things by accident. Uh-huh. I didn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> I think it's just a kind of a neat detail. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think we see it on a mailbox um, and yeah. in the credits. I, you know, it, it's it's not uh, something that's dwelt upon at all. Yeah, it's, it's just just a, just a little detail. Yeah, but it's like a almost like a monastic life. I just thought yeah. that was kind of a neat little touch. I guess that's it. That's like they yeah. are living that deprived life, but having to enrich it as best they can. Yeah. yeah. And deprived meaning they gave these things up for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not as a religious would, which is to reach God, but just because survival requires it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, uh, you know, upon contemplation a little bit, the... I, I was thinking about you know monster movies in general, mm-hmm. and uh, and how you know it can be metaphorical, but you oh, know, yeah. but you, you turn it all the way up to eleven, you know, in this situation. <laughs> but it's Do like it. you know sending kids out into the world and hoping that they'll make the right decisions and things, and you you know imploring them you know to uh, please see what I see, please hear what I hear. You mm-hmm. know, in this case, you know, I really need you to hear you know, uh, so that you can be safe, you know, and really what, you know, the analog is, I really need you to know these things so that, you know, you don't make mistakes that I've made or, or you can see, uh, the traps in the world and things like that. And then, uh, you know, when they sometimes have your children don't listen or don't understand that you have their best interest at heart or they just plain don't want to hear it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, 
but it's like, but there's these monsters out there <laughs> and they can hear, you know, right. but you know, it's just made concrete. It's made material. It's made, uh, you know, actual and immediate in a monster movie by the monster itself. Right. Well, so. and you saying that makes me think about the fact that Reagan is deaf, which mm. is an interesting plot device in this situation, but also she's the one who can't reconcile with the father. Right. And maybe the father hasn't approached it in the right way or something like that, but um, she's deaf to what the father wants mm-hmm. and why he wants it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the analogy, or that fits into what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, you try to tell the kids stuff and they just won't listen for whatever reason. They can't hear you or won't. Right. But I also like when you're saying that, it makes me think about the other reason that you want your kids to know all this stuff. Yeah, it's keep them safe, but also so they can just be responsible, happy adults. Mm-hmm. Part of being happy is being responsible, yeah. if you're not. And <laughs> <laughs> in the world we live in, you wouldn't think so sometimes. But um, And I'm thinking of the mother when she was joking with the son, saying, he wants you to go so you can learn how to do these things and Mm. take care of yourself and take care of me when I'm old and gray. That's exactly where my my mind just went. And wasn't it interesting how she treated him and how he treated him, right? Right. They both, both mom and dad, both wanted the same thing. Um, They they wanted him to be self-sufficient. They wanted him to be able, you know, without them, you need to be able to survive Therefore, you need to know how to do this stuff, you know, but the way that she explained it to him and the way that he does were very different. Yeah. And they're both parts, the same parts of the puzzle in terms of growing up and, um, yeah. And she's using it as to kind of motivate him. But on the other hand, when the kid does have to go do something, it's to protect the mother. Yeah. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. this is, he's training his son in the way he should go. And this is the way a family goes too. Mm -hmm. They all take care of each other. You know, the little boy at the end, he's got the baby, he's hiding behind the pipes. Yeah. And the the daughter has figured it out, and the mother's standing there between her and the monster with a shotgun. Yeah. You know, I did love the construction of those monsters, that they had, like, this armored head, unless they were really, really listening, in which case, (laughs) it was like one giant ear. It was the grossest thing ever. (laughs) That was really genius. (laughs) Yeah. I was like... No wonder they can hear. My goodness, their entire head is an ear. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and the uh, monster's kind of interesting because we weren't given anything other than, you know, they're obviously hungry. And at first you think, well, they're mindless. They're just responding. Hmm. But then later on, after some noise has been made and there's no sound and they kind of come and investigate, you think, well, they'll leave because like an animal, there's nothing else here. No, this monster keeps looking everywhere. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that means it's smarter than I thought it was. And then I'm extending beyond the story, but I'm thinking, well, if it was actually an alien, it would have to be smart enough to get there somehow. Hmm. Yeah. And um, that was solved in in the Aliens franchise by having them hijack a smarter um, racist technology. Hmm piggyback like parasites because they were parasites but anyway it's it didn't take me i wasn't wondering about that but i thought oh well it has to be a little smarter than an unthinking animal or it couldn't have gotten to earth but i was surprised by that yeah yeah still looking everywhere in the house 
Right. Like, I heard something. Mm-hmm. I am not going away. Yeah. Yeah, you've got that idea in science fiction about, um, you know, if you have an alien who has needs and they're incompatible with yours, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But you can't communicate. You know, is there a possible way that you cannot have conflict? Um, you know, oh. so so it's like, you know, the, these things could be super intelligent, you know, very intelligent, but we just don't understand, you know, what they're doing or, mm-hmm. you know, what their motivations are or anything like that. And it certainly yeah. can't talk to them. So, right. um, yeah. But that, you know, and it, that, that's a common science fiction idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in this movie, we don't need to know that. It's, you know, we have a big conflict yeah, between everybody's right. needs here. <laughs> yeah, that's not what this movie's about. Again, it's like, you know, right. these are thoughts, you know, that, uh, oh, yeah. that there's, there's a lot is- of room for sequels in this. Uh, now, that, now that I think about it, but they'd be totally different movies. I'd be, I'd be disappointed if they tried to do the same thing again. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it wouldn't hold up. But you're right, you know. But even if they were to do some kind of a military movie, let's say if they followed the pattern of Alien and then Aliens, mm-hmm. um, they're actually pretty easily defeatable. You'd think, you know, because mm-hmm. you make some big noises and they all run there, and then you <laughs> can just blow them up or something. Yeah. Well, that's what they were doing at the end of the movie, right? Right. She puts right. It on the speakers. Mm-hmm. And the mother's like, cocks the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, that, that reminds me of signs, right? You know, at yeah. the end of signs, it was water, you know? Yeah. So. Something you don't expect. Something that you don't expect, right? They just didn't know yeah. what the key was, but now they have the key. Yeah. Which so. is the sign where he's got weakness on it with a question mark because everything has a weakness. So what is it? Yeah. And it was kind of interesting also that the daughter it took her a while to put it together and i thought that was actually realistic in a movie you expect it to happen the the feedback happens the monster's crumpled going oh my ears and you expect it to be put together and of course the first time the monster's behind her and she doesn't know it's there or why her implant is doing that or the speaker's doing that to her ear Mm -hmm. and then the second time i guess they're in the silo yeah and it happens, and the monster leaves, runs right through the side of the silo, and then it's maybe the. F- then it happens a third time, and mm-hmm. she doesn't get it, and then yeah. the fourth time, or the third time is when she kind of is looking over the sign and going weakness, weakness, weakness. But it takes a while. Yeah, well, so don't, don't forget the time. Uh, I think the third time is in the pickup truck, and oh, she actually right. shuts it off. Was, yeah, right. she says. I'm being attacked by an alien right now. This is really annoying. I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> she turns it off. I have, and, then, and everybody's like, no, don't turn it off. I know. Do? That was a frustrating moment. And then yeah. there's down in the basement. That's why I had written down four times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's down in the basement. She suddenly goes, hold on. Yeah, wait a it minute. To any of her father's thinking on what he's trying to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, very cool. Fun. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun stuff. Fun Halloween, Christmas, or uh, I said Christmas. <laughs> fun Halloween monster movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to say that um, we didn't mention Reagan has her mo- another moment of redemption because she saves her other brother. Oh, yeah. That's right. 
in the silo. She does in the silo. Yep. She jumps right in there. So yeah, for her personally, even if it's not with what she thinks that her father thinks about her for her personally, that's a moment of redemption. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she goes down, you know, he's got to pull her out of the grain. That's right. But you know, she jumps in and she's going to do it. No one else is going down on her watch. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a good moment. That's it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for watching it. Did oh, you watch it with your hands over your face? Or were you able to mostly I, watch it? I, a few times, had to pick up the iPad and go, huh, what's happening on Goodreads? Because <laughs> I was just going, I can't watch this. I have to, <laughs> oh, I I love to look it. at something else for a minute. Was Hannah there <laughs> preparing you? No. Oh, darn she it. wanted to watch, and the, our schedules just couldn't work out oh, okay. for me to watch it in time for me to have a little time to think about it. So Rose and I watched it together. Neither of us had seen it. And okay. so that could be part of why we were a bit more critical because, you know, we were kind of talking during the movie a little also. And sure, sure. Watch it with Rose in a movie with a story. Uh-huh. But um, but she liked it. You know, That's she's good. like, oh, yeah, it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. And um. She's the one who made the observation that, you know, with such a simple story, and if you've read any kind of science fiction or horror, your mind is going to go to places that this story is not about. Yep. You're yep. going to start wondering these things. And that's what kind of leaves the room for some of the things they just don't address. Yeah. But it yeah. also made me realize what a really tight, well-done movie Alien was. Mm. You didn't have those questions then yeah agreed every question you had like that it was answered by the end of the movie and um it's not to fault this script it's just that script is always held up in movie screenwriting classes as being practically perfect oh wow that's cool and and you can see it i mean it's just the gold standard to so to say that this one isn't quite like that is not damning it at all it's just that one is that good Hmm. you know So anyway, cool. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, but I I wanted to get a chance to talk to Hannah to hear her thoughts on it. So, Hannah, if you're listening, you know, come <laughs> into the comments box. Tell us what we missed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Please do. Or anybody else. Anybody else, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I looked up uh, Krasinski, and there's nothing listed. Uh, nothing further listed on his director credits, like okay. as in in production or anything. So. Um, he's busy with uh, Jack Ryan, it looks like, on oh, Amazon. Right, that series. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny that he's moved into that kind of action, as we discussed at the beginning. It's yeah. just a, it's a nice career move. <laughs> it you is. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, good. Good for him. Yep. Okay, so next up. Oh, wonderful. Yep. Young Goodman Brown. <laughs> and Rappaccini's Daughter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. So Yes, we're going love it. old school on this one. Cool. Two short stories by Nathaniel Hawthorne, and I love them so much. And I will send you the links, Scott, but I read these both on Forgotten Classics. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to listen to them myself, uh-huh. but I just, these are stories that actually lend themselves quite well to all that digging that I was talking about earlier with this movie where it's like, why, why this? What about mm-hmm. that? What else is there? Cool. And, um, they're kind of rich. All right. But also horrific. Great. 
Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, cool. Can't believe we haven't done Hawthorne on this podcast yet. Yeah, yeah. He definitely belongs here. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, have a good couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, happy October. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.